This episode of Unreasonable Down is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people in the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. And that's so important, especially in the airport. You got multiple bags, bringing them into the airport. It's nice to have that hookup system to put the small bag with the big bag so you're not flailing around. You have your hands ready to go. DB is making it happen. And I'm teaming up with DB to exclusively offer my listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10, P-O-D-1-0, or going to the link in my show notes. DB! It's time to move on. Time to get going. I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt podcast about West Virginia University basketball starts now. Hello from the Dyer Prime studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Offseason episode 16. The last 2020-2021 game for WVU was in March. So we're five months out from that. We're three months out from college basketball. So got to get to some player profiles here. I mean, college football camp, the preseason camps are happening. That means college football is right around the corner. And you got to have college football to get to college basketball. It's one of those dominoes that have to fall. It doesn't have to fall the way. It's just got to get started. And then we can get to the college basketball. We do player profiles for each of the guys. Who's we? Who's we? It's me and the dog. Me and Murphy. We do player profiles for each of the players for the upcoming season's roster and try to figure out, you know, this is what they've done in the past. What are they going to do in the future? And one of the most intriguing new additions to the team is Malik Curry. What is his role going to be? in this upcoming season. He's got one year of eligibility. He's spending his last year of eligibility with West Virginia. He's a true point guard, has the ball a lot in his hands. What do you know? West Virginia lost Deuce. They lost Jordan McCabe. So a lot of their point guard production is gone. And Malik Curry, is he going to fill that vacuum? Is Huggins going to look to other experienced guards on the roster that might not be true point guards, but guys who have been at WVU for at least a season and say, hey, you guys do it, Malik Curry, you help coming off the bench? Like on paper, Malik Curry should be the starting point guard. And yet Huggins doesn't usually hand the keys over to... Somebody who's new to the program. 
especially in the guard position. This is a man, like two years at junior college, two years at Old Dominion, one season of eligibility left, second team all-conference USA Malik Curry was. Last season for Old Dominion, Malik Curry averaged 16 points, four rebounds, four assists. His shooting stats look pretty good, 46% from the floor, 33% from three, 85% free throw shooter. So, you know, 33% from three, eh, but 46% all around, it means he's getting to the basket. And shotquality.com, a website on the internet that keeps track of this stuff, Last season, Malik Curry, 87% of his shots were either three-pointers or at the rim. And those are shots that are deemed good shots to take. And so Malik Curry, coming in, he's the one guy on this roster that gets to the rim. I mean, Tash Sherman does it some, but he does it some. And Sean McNeil does it some. Malik Curry, he does it. More than some. And that's needed. That's It's like Malik Curry feels a definite role that's needed on this roster. And yet, will he be able to do that at the level that this team needs to make a good run and have a good season? I don't know. Like the... He has one season of eligibility, so we can't do the thing where it's like new guy, junior college, transfer, year one, let's see what he does. But year two, it'll be the breakout year for Malik Curry. We don't get year two. I told you he averaged four assists per game. He averaged three turnovers per game. So that's the that's another crux. Even if Huggins gives Curry the keys – if he's turning the ball over, if it's anything, you know, like Jordan McCabe was turning the ball over, he got to sit beside Huggins. Quick, quick leash. You know, short fuse on like, yep, get him out of there. Will it, Will Huggins do that with Curry or not? But he also had two steals per game. So not a defensive liability. Again, that vacuum of Deuce and Jordan leaving, especially Deuce, is Malik Curry going to totally fill that? I, I mean, Deuce McBride is is a NBA basketball player. He signed a contract this year for two years guaranteed, three third year, a team option. Is Malik Curry going to the NBA? Uh, as of right now, signs point to not. But can he make up some of that and then also – the other guards on the roster taking a step up and piecemealing the production of Deuce McBride. We'll see. And that's just stats. The leadership role. Can Malik Curry in one season come in and be a leader for this team at the point guard position? I, I have no idea. But the man at Old Dominion, had some interesting stat lines. The craziest stat line from last season was against Florida International, and that's where Diamond Kerrigan is coming from to join WVU. So against Diamond's team, here's Malik Curry's stat line. 27 points, so that was a season high. Five steals. 
and a season high eight turnovers. So 27 points, eight turnovers. So his coach at Old Dominion, long leash. <laughs> With eight turnovers, that's a long leash at the point guard position. So he can get buckets. How would that translate? And also coming from Conference USA to the Big 12. I guess we're still calling it the Big 12. It's just so weird to call it the Big 12. It was weird before. Now you've got, it's called the Big 12. Since West Virginia is in the Big 12, there's never there's never been 12 teams. Now you got two teams that are that are there, but they already said, hey, we're out of here. So it's like you're you're divorced, but you're still living together, and it could be years that you're living together. Ugh. But how would that translate from Conference USA to Big 12? That's another question I, I don't know the answer to. And so lots of unknowns, but on paper, Malik Curry fills a definite role that's needed for this team. I would argue if we get a a good Malik Curry season that we're getting a good season for WVU. And that if we get a okay season for Malik Curry, then it's going to be okay. And that's only if Malik Curry is put in to fill that role of starting point guard. If he's a role player, then we don't need... We don't need great from Malik Curry. We just need him to to assist and be and okay can help if the other guys step up and be and go from good to great. If Taz goes from good to great, Sean McNeil goes from good to great, then Malik Curry can give us okay in his one season of eligibility, and that doesn't have a reflection on what the final record's gonna be for this basketball team. So I don't know. I haven't heard what the projected started starting five is. You never know going into the season until like the day before or the day of. I don't know. I feel like this is an important addition that on paper feels a need that this team needs. So, and in three months, we're going to find out. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Summer's almost here, and you know what that means. Embroidery. I don't know if embroidery has anything to do with summer, but Dyer Prime knows about embroidery, and they can help you with your embroidery needs. Embroider a hat. Embroider a polo. Embroider a t-shirt. Think of something that needs embroidered. Dyer Prime can do that for you. Start your summer off with embroidery with Dyer Prime, 304-767-4445, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Did you ever think of NCAA sports as survivor the tv show you remember you know survivor i think it's still on television where humans go to a tropical place 
and they vote. This is my understanding of Survivor. I haven't watched a lot of Survivor, but people go to a tropical location. They do like, uh, like field day events. Like they do the three legged race and long jump and stuff like that. And then if you win, you get to stay and then everybody else votes and then somebody gets kicked off the island. And so it involves a lot of politics, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of alliances. Does any of that sound familiar? (laughs) In the last few weeks, there's been some backstabbing. There's been some winners, I guess. Uh, But the difference in the NCAA is that you can win and not get immunity. It's just the politics and it's just the backstabbing. And now the talk is alliances because that's a key part of survivors. Like, hey, um, when we vote later, don't vote me out because we're an alliance. But then that person can also talk to other people on the island and say, hey, don't vote me out. I won't vote you out. We're an alliance. And then they just they put the votes in like a bucket and then you and then somebody gets kicked off and in in your mind you're in an alliance but you might not be in an alliance so anyways how this affects WVU the Big 12 reached out recently to the Pac 12 to say hey Pac 12 can we do an alliance and the Pac 12 is like i don't know yeah maybe who's to say you i mean we do have 12 teams in our league Big 12. Do you have how many? Eight. Oh. Well, I mean, we let's, you know, let's have more meetings on being an alliance. And so fans of West Virginia is like, oh gosh, we're gonna home and homes with Ookla. <laughs> we're gonna play Oregon State in the middle of the basketball season. And and the and the Cougars of Washington State are coming to the Coliseum. Weird alliance, not as weird for the seven teams that are, you know, one time zone closer. But news hot off the presses tonight, another alliance news break. And it doesn't involve the Big 12, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC, they're talking about having an alliance. And that doesn't include the Big 12. So the Pac-12 is playing the Survivor game perfectly. Hey, you know, they just don't want to be voted off the island. And in this news article, Big 12... It looks like when they call the votes, as of this news article, uh, they're getting kicked off the island. And that's not good for WVU because WVU is in the Big 12. That's actually 10 teams, eight of which is is still really a part of it. You know, it's early. Everybody's talking. Again, I've never seen Survivor, but I'm sure there's a lot of talking. Like a lot of, hey, good job out there. Hey, uh, you caught a fish that's rad. Uh, 
hey, I'll share my fish with you if you don't, you know, just don't vote me out. And it's just like the NCAA. And it also makes me think, you know, my understanding of if football wise, you have the the power five and then the group of five. Is that right? So there's there's 10 conferences. And so if there's a power five, if there's power five conferences, wouldn't you with outside looking in, wouldn't you think that's an alliance? There's a lot of alliances going on, is what I'm saying. Now, Oklahoma and Texas, they they quit Survivor to go to a show where you don't get kicked off the island. And that show is the SEC. And I think is I don't think anybody gets kicked off of Big Brother, right? I think everybody, again, I haven't seen Big Brother either, but in my mind, Big Brother, everybody just lives in a house all summer and then one person wins. And so the SEC is Big Brother. But now in this Power Five and Group of Five or Group of Six, I don't know how many conferences there are, but there's there's the NCAA. That's not an alliance because you've already got you know, distinguishing traits of some conferences versus other conferences. Now you've got, and each team in a conference, that's an alliance, right? So hence the backstabbing of Texas and Oklahoma. It's really confusing. And when you hear news about uh, conferences talking, that's not your conference in a conference that's already shaky. It's not great news. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, in Survivor, only one person wins the money. In the NCAA version of Survivor, it doesn't have to be one person winning. Lots of teams can win. Uh, but maybe it's like, you know, like the end of Survivor where there's like the last three and everybody makes their case on why they should win Survivor. And maybe we're getting to, if this goes through this quote unquote alliance, then you have the SEC and they're like, Hey, you know, college football tradition. Pick us. And then you've got the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 alliance. And they're like, hey, we've got teams you care about that are pretty good and can win the national championship in football. Pick us. And then you've got the other conferences. And right now, WVU is in the other conferences. And one would argue that that finalist, if there's three finalists, there's no chance that they're going to win the money. How do we get West Virginia to win the money? Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable doubt is on the social media. On Instagram at unreasonable doubt WV on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt on Facebook 
go to that search bar thing and type in unreasonable doubt. Do it. Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. We're finally in the part of the year where it's just baseball. And boy, was there a fun game of baseball at the major league level. The Field of Dreams game. Are you familiar with the movie Field of Dreams? It was a movie back in the 80s, and it was it starred Kevin Costner and Ray Liotta and the guy who's the voice of Darth Vader and the dad on Coming to America. And they all were like dreaming about baseball. I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but there was a, uh, this dude had a ball field at his farm. All right. And then hilarity ensues or, or whatever. It was a fine movie, but then major league baseball, they got teams to play in a cornfield in Iowa. And, it looked really cool. Kevin Costner was there. He was saying like lines from the movie. And then just like the movie guys walked out of the cornfield onto the stadium, but they, it wasn't like they were invisible and then appeared like in the movie again, spoiler alert, because that's not, I I guess, I mean, they couldn't do that. I bet they could have done that with like TV effects, but they just, you know, they just had people walk through the cornfield into the stadium, baseball players. And then they played the game and people hit home runs into the cornfield and it ended on a home run, which was really cool. And they had fireworks and spoiler alert, there wasn't fireworks and field of dreams, but it's 2021. And it was the most watched regular season baseball game in like 16 years. So that's really cool. Having baseball in a cornfield is really good. Couple of things. Couple of things to make it even better. Number one, have the cornfield in the outfield. But not as many corn stalks, right? Just like somebody hits a fly ball in the outfield. Are you telling me it's not... I think it'd be great if somebody was like slaloming the corn to go back and catch a a fly ball. Would there be a lot of inside the park home runs? Maybe. But, you know, when people were hitting the home runs, you couldn't see where the ball was at because it was there wasn't anything behind the ball. It was a cornfield. So if we're already, you know, kind of confused on if it's a home run or not, then just have some i just want some corn stalks in the outfield and you can do it even if it's just like four or five i mean you had that for a long time you had that ramp going to the fence there in houston like where you could walk up (laughs) you could walk up turf it's basically a like you could skateboard off of it but like humans walked up it So if you can do that, and you did that for a while, Major League Baseball, then go back to Iowa, play a Major League Baseball game, and have some corn stalks in the outfield. Do that. And then also, the only other thing I'd do is just um, have, like, fat gloves. Like, back 
in the 1800s or early 1900s, uh, all the baseball mitts were like fat and like thin. I just want the, if we're doing the old timey uniforms and those are really cool, then do old timey everything. Okay. And so the bats are wood just like they were back then, but just make the mitts look like, like it would hurt to catch it. Like basically leather oven mitts. All right. And do you need Kevin Costner? If you do this again, you don't just, do you need the people to walk into the stadium from the cornfield? You do. You kind of have to do that. But you don't need Costner. And um, just more corn and more, you know, fat gloves. You know, like the – remember when Arby's – maybe you still can drive by an Arby's where the sign is the glove, like a face on a glove. Like everybody should wear the Arby's glove because that's how – that's what everybody wore back in – in 1920 or whatever. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, CastBox. Subscribe or follow this podcast. That helps the podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They're zero and zero.